Welcome back to another episode of Inspired by the Wild. I'm your host, Amelia, and with me is Shanna. Hello, welcome back. (laughs) And today we are going to dig into the second part, part two of our mini-series, delving a little bit deeper into body wisdom, body awareness, inspired by the wild style. (laughs) Yes, I'm so so excited. I've been doing a little bit more um, reading and research and also, you know, we've been talking about it and just kind of observing. And I honestly think that the power of observation is really underrated today, you know, because you can search Google for everything instead of just like taking a moment to tap in and see how you feel (laughs) and maybe do old fashioned observation and then testing and research. So I'm excited to talk more about that stuff. Right. And, you know, I might add just because um, Shanna and I just had our little warm up conversation while I was having my morning walk. And um, another thing that always strikes me is um, the other little energetic bits that might pop up during a conversation or when you're deep in thought or when you're contemplating something. Um, I mean, it's in how even just sometimes on this podcast, how um, one of those little signs or symbols will pop up while we're talking and you, you can actually hear it <laughs> happening you know, in real time on the podcast because I would say it's another um, maybe energetic cue uh, for lack of a better word or clue cue or clue uh i think you can make sense of both of those ways but yeah yeah, let's dig into it where do you want to start shanna um well how about actually you know let's start the way we maybe would a other conversation since it's been a minute since we recorded do you want to just do a quick check-in yeah sure let's get into it sweet um well happy virgo season everybody (laughs) (laughs) we uh we were talking a little bit about Leo season in Leo season. And I know that um, I don't, I don't think any, like a lot of uh, exaggeration being that that's a Leo term. Um, I don't think there was a lot of exaggeration of that in our last episode, but I know that for me, I mean, my birthday, uh, cause I'm sun sign Leo, my birthday month, July to August always feels very sparkly and shiny. And I love, I love that season, but it can really be exhausting too. Um, and this time around, it kind of was like, I was out sell it, like really celebrating it up. And then, you know, dealing with perhaps the consequences of over celebrating. <laughs> and, um, I really am grateful for this grounding Virgo season that follows the, the wild and crazy celebrate like a Royal, uh, Leo time, because I really needed to sit back and think about, you know, what am I celebrating exactly? And even more because Leo is about self-expression. Like, um, so I got a good handle on how I express myself when there are other people around, but also like Virgo, one of my teachers talked about it being about like, okay, so how do you express yourself when there's nobody else around? Right. Um, And I think that's an interesting because Virgo's the healer and a lot of what we have to heal is any dissonance between our outward personas and then who we really are and feel like we are inside when we're alone. Um, And so that, you know, that's been interesting for me to start to kind of navigate. Well, I say start, but obviously there's only a few weeks left in Virgo season already. So (laughs) I better figure it out before we move into the, into the Libra time. Um, But yeah, I, 
I'm studying. I'm definitely feeling the shift into Virgo. I'm feeling more of a focus again on like routines and practices that I use to take care of my myself, my body, um, my energy bodies too. But honestly, I feel like earthy seasons, especially Virgo for me, are more about my physical body. Like I've been running, like trying to run again and incorporate more of that into my routine and um yeah and like more of the reflecting I go through phases with journaling and I don't know if anybody else is this way but it can feel like oh like every day is that I should journal every day and oh it's perfect and I'll spend you know half an hour doing it and then suddenly I'll be like wow I haven't written my journals for three weeks <laughs> I'm not sure how that happened um yeah. but yeah it's a good tool and you know certainly one that I'd like to make more use of but and I, I know we're going to get into this a little bit, but it also has to do with like time and, you know, realizing that everything that we do constantly invest our time, our money, our attention, um, and our attention is a lot of energy into things that maybe aren't the healthiest um, or even the most, yeah, the healthiest or most efficient. And so I love that this is a, a season um, when the sun's in and it should be a, you know, year round season, but like, it's nice when the sun hits these earth signs because it's a good time to drill back down and think about like, where am I spending this? Like, where am I putting this? And not just money, but you know, all of the other things, what we're giving our attention to, what we're giving our thoughts to. Um, yeah. I, I always am impressed uh, at the way you describe Virgo. Um, it's interesting how, you know, sometimes we can have just really different, depending on our mm -hmm. astrological makeup, can have really different perspectives on the signs. And it's not that, you know, they are this way or they aren't that way. It's right. just, it's like anything, you know, when you look at it from a different angle, mm -hmm. um, you would draw it a little differently mm -hmm. and the pictures would look different. Um, so I, you know, the way that I experience Virgo and I have amount of it um you know not not in my big three but you know further back in my chart I would say and um yeah. it's something that you know so you probably wouldn't see much of it on the surface but um this is because there was a girl that I worked with and I had you know gotten to know her she was a Libra sun and I'm a Capricorn sun and um you know she talked astrology a lot when she came over to vis visit me for the first time that is when she saw the drawers where I keep all my beads and <laughs> she was laughing because she's like ah now I see the Virgo in your chart here it is <laughs> and yeah I mean that I thought that was such a perfect description and I was I was laughing about that even this morning as you know when Shannon and I were mentioning um where we wanted to go with this podcast uh, especially you know just given the theme that we were talking about body wisdom and how uh, we would say it energetically relates to, uh, you know, the Zodiac and how, or how you could use astrology to shine light upon uh, some of the different body uh, ailments or expressions that uh, you might have. Um, so we were talking about how this, when it moves into a new sign, just like recently from, you know, out of Leo into Virgo, how you might notice that and you know even on the calendar and anticipating it or projecting these ideas on your day to day mm -hmm. even if you just noticed you just kind of do but be mindful and maybe take a few moments here and there in your day to 
recognize where your mind is drifting naturally. And for me, I was just laughing that um, as during this whole big settled into a place that I have room to unfurl a little bit more and I get to unpack and settle in and um, it's, it feels amazing. It feels great. It's been a really long time since I felt this way um, just coming out of COVID and there was a lot of changes in my life and my routine um, that happened. That. So finally, here we are moving into out of Leo into Virgo. And I didn't even think about that. It wasn't even on my mind when I accidentally, I scored some drawers, those plastic scored some drawers, <laughs> those plastic <laughs> perfect ones that are like exactly what I used to store my beads before I moved out here. And I, you know, I accidentally discovered them while I was cruising through Facebook Marketplace. I wasn't even looking for them. So it was just kind of, you know, opportune. And um, when I got them for such a great price, I was like, well, I'm just going to go around the corner and get some of those little bead organizer compartment boxes and take my beads out of the suitcase finally and out of the little bags and be able to organize them by color to every tray by color, you know, so that I can easily get in there and see what I have and how much of it I have. And um, just it's it's a glorious feeling. And of course it just happened right during this time. And I was laughing with Shanna that there's just something about this energy and where my head is at that gives me that patience. Um, you know, that that part of my chart is expressed as I'm, I've just had the patience and temperance to pull out all those tiny bags of beads and put them in all the compartments and make sure they're all organized. And, um, you know, that's depending on, you know, what is in your chart, it's going to feel a little bit different. And that's just kind of part of the fun of it. And that's part right. of the power of knowing your chart, knowing your makeup, and then following along, you know, and just, you know, however you decide to do it, if it's, if you are going to be following through your ephemeris, your calendar with all the planets, um, and just, and being prepared for what's coming, or if you want to take a different, more intuitive approach, where you kind of just follow your intuition and where your energy is going. And then maybe look at the planets as um, expanding upon why, you know, what it is that's going on in the universe that mm -hmm. perhaps is pulling, you know, a little bit of gravity in this direction at your favor, or um, maybe not, you know, so maybe not at your favor. Maybe there are different times when it's really not worth uh, swimming against the current or fighting against the uh, forces that be because they're going to swing back around and be working in your favor like wind in your sails once again. And that's kind of one of the beautiful things about, you know, the cyclical nature of, um, you know, the calendar, the calendar year. And then that these seasons come back around, Virgo season is coming around. So settling to, um, we can ground now. We had um, all of our fun in Leo season with the sunshine. Maybe some of us got a little bit, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, um, and again, that's just kind of, it circles back to, I experience Leo season a bit differently than the way Shanna does right. uh, because at her chart, you know, it, it's, it's her birth season. And so it's sparkly for her. It's really alive. It's a time of celebration. And um, I don't have Leo in my chart. And sometimes, you know, my mother is a Leo and sometimes we butt heads. And so I sometimes have these, these sunburn scorching moments of a little too much sun, a little too much heat, <laughs> a little too much, you know, um, deeply in the summer. I mean, when I was in Alaska, it was um, some of the longest days of the year and some of the warmest days of the year. 
And so there was this manic feeling of we got to have all of the fun. We've got to fit it all in. <laughs> the sun is leaving soon. And here now that I'm living, it's one of the hottest times of the year. You know, there's not much wind and uh, the sun is really hot and I'm adjusting to what it takes to, for me to survive this, you know, this climate for me to work and, and, and live in this kind of heat. So shell <laughs> um, it's you know Shannon and I were both just reveling on how nice it is to be feeling the groundedness of Virgo season creeping in so um yeah and I like the way that you say that Virgo is the healer for me I tend to feel Virgo's organizational abilities and um structure you mm-hmm. know that that really can be handy you know for someone like a creative type for me that's one way that I really try to lean into the Virgo energy is um, some of the, the disorganization of, of the maybe creative, messy, flowy, um, mm-hmm. you know, imagining process has to find some sort of organization in order to be presented to the world or in order to be understood or read or, um, right. you know, captured in some way. Of. Yeah. Well, you can, I mean, that fits because, you know, I mean, certainly there, I'm sure there are people who work as healers who are very disorganized, but um, I think you're better if you can, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I mean, you have to keep track of your client notes and it's much better if that's an organized thing as opposed to just like papers everywhere, right? Or like some notes are on your phone and some notes are written down, like that person probably wouldn't be uh, prospering (laughs) in their healing. (laughs) Yeah. you know you (laughs) but I mean and that's that's you know to kind of just go back to that analogy of where you know that friend of mine didn't necessarily see the Virgo Mm -hmm. in how she had met me in the day-to-day but when she came over and saw this one aspect of my life it was just really powerful right there and so we were Mm -hmm. laughing about that Um, and that's just one of the really fun things about you know if you don't already have your chart or have really know your chart. And for me, I've had my chart. I have it. I, I have it. Yeah. What am I saying? I have it, but mm-hmm. there's still so much that I need to, I get to, I, I don't understand that. I don't really, I, I still have so much to learn about my chart in general. So um, you can study it forever. I mean, that's yeah. what I love about it is like, even, even once you've maybe memorized your, your natal chart, your natal planets, there are still like, um, you know, the progressed chart, which is as you age, you know, signs move or planets move through, you know, different houses and signs. And so you can kind of compare like where your progressed chart is versus your natal chart and, you know, comparing yours to someone else's to understand like, oh, well, you know, of course I'm drawn to my husband who's a Gemini because, you know, fire and air just on an elemental level go well together. But sometimes he makes me insane, especially during Gemini season when all of a sudden he's on the phone for like hours a day to everybody like Gemini season every year. And I do tell him this and he still laughs at me. Suddenly he needs to talk to everybody, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to call this person. I'm going to call that person. I can't. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I mean, I enjoy it, but it's again like because that's where his sun sign is. That season affects him very differently than it does me. So I've seen this. I've seen this in action with him yeah. and with other Gemini's <laughs> in my life. 
Um, you know, it's like, it just, it's like they're the bees, you know, they just suddenly come mm-hmm. alive, like heat mm-hmm. or the light is bright. And um, yeah, they're yeah. just like, and they're just full, full throttle. Um, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, and I think mm-hmm. that, uh, who was it that was, I was talking to that was a Gemini and saying that um, they had caught themselves listening to two podcasts at one time and completely being able to get into both of them. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even yep. how do you, what and that is Gemini that's funny that because it's another one of those seasons that like I almost might not recognize that it's happening until mm-hmm. all of a sudden I, find my, I mean my mind is swimming with those bees right <laughs> and suddenly I'm like oh it's Gemini season of course it is they're just everything's like Zzz. but it's yeah. also think about when you know where that placement is in the calendar year I mean it's yeah. it's June you know for the most part and things are really starting to get warm and summer is the promise of summer is really here like you know if it in was the te- northern te- in the northern hemisphere but, but okay, we yeah. should also it's still a, it's a shoulder it's like one of those beautiful shoulder seasons it's fall in the southern hemisphere but it is still that kind of like exciting electricity of like ooh change yeah. like big ooh, big yeah. change yes wait yeah thank you for pointing that out exactly i and i like the way the shoulder that you describe um very nice imagery there but yeah, exactly. It's, it's interesting how, um, and we were, Shannon and I were talking about too, just even the nature of noticing where the sun is and that pace, you know, at a month at a time and how that sort of slowly your mind starts to settle into that energy. Whereas the moon is it's deeper, it's emotional, it's intuitive and it's quicker. And mm-hmm. so just processing and noticing those two different energies as they're on the move can be really different. And so even just for that, trying to hone in on what that feels like for you, you know, what, what that energy is when the sun is in this place and simultaneously the moon energy also having an effect on you and, and that being a really different type of like, for example, when I had worked with crystals for and um, I, slowly learned that energy, that language of um, intuition and creative intuition. And we can expand on that another time, but it was even really had any basis of comparison. I would have just thought that was the unfolding of um, my intuition developing through nature until I discovered essential oils and really into plants and herbs and that plant medicine is so quick i mean mm-hmm. uh if you know if you've never you're the one that's taking care of your own um lawn or garden whatever you might have you can see how fast you have to prune or how fast really fast mushrooms can pop up overnight with these little spores yeah. so mm-hmm. that <laughs> that energy the way that plants get things done the way that they communicate just for me learning the difference between the pace was just so eye-opening. It was so third eye-opening because, mm-hmm. um, you know, recognizing that intuition can have those different channels. And, um, you know, if you're expecting it only through this one channel, like through crystal medicine, it moves slowly and this is the way it is, you know, you would completely miss the messages the way that um, you know, the plants are communing in a different language. And um, so I love that just in terms of um, how your makeup will attune you to different 
um, channels. And, and that's really just, it's up to you to get unfolding. Yeah. And I think just to, because I think we're, we're already moving toward, you know, discussion of the body, like making that very, um, making that very real, like from the sort of from the abstract and important, like just be present. Like it's so easy to bring yourself present when you focus on your body. Like just that's why I think the breath is a common anchor in meditation practice, because it's such an easy physical place for us to begin to like tune in and observe and notice. Um, and yeah, I mean, well, so, so because, you know, Virgo is the, the sign of the healer among other things, but, you know, coming from the, maybe the wild, like childish, uh, and not in a bad way, but childish, like artsy expression and energy and, you know, joy of, uh, Leo season for some, um, into the more like grounded placement are, you, you know, like, I, I was saying how I kind of, for me, notice that this time every year feels like when I'm starting to like refocus on caring for my body. Um, and it's, you know, my body as a whole, but I notice too, like this time of year, oh, my feet need a little more attention or like, oh, my knees. Yeah, I'm getting older and they do their cracking and they're popping. And, you know, I want to make sure that I've I'm doing mobility work and getting soft tissues warmed up before, you know, doing any kind of exercise or movement or workouts. And I mean, is that, do you notice that too? Or like, where <laughs> oh, yes. are you at with, with your body? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, it's funny that you mentioned because it's really perfect as I was noticing, you know, um, where I'm living, it's the warmest time of year. And I've been, you know, coming from Alaska, it's just, it being in the ocean is a much different experience. I mean, it's, it's really foreboding. You can't get hypothermia you know? there? <laughs> yeah. You can really die in the ocean really yeah. quickly because of the cold alone. It's just, and then, you know, that's to say nothing about the type of nutrient in the water that actually makes mm. the water look very black and very dark. Right. And that's, it's a whole other experience you know being out in waters where there's clarity and it's warm and mm -hmm. so for me settling into trusting that is a really interesting experience it's really exciting I mean I've loved the ocean but for where I've lived it hasn't necessarily been accessible to me in that way and now that I'm finally getting settled into this place this life this scene I got myself a pair of goggles and I have been going swimming more. Um, it's, you know, it's the warmest time of year. So it's been easier for me to transition, you know, from it's really hot into, okay, I'm going to shock of cold, you know, as a highly sensitive person, we have really strong startle response, a really strong, you know, uh, neurological arousal. And it takes a, a, like a bit longer for our systems to recover from that type of stimulus. And so mm -hmm. it can be really shocking. Um, I know that a lot of people experience shock from cold water, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, to be, you know, that was, some, that was one thing that I needed to overcome was just preparing myself and being ready and being accepting of that. And, you know, the warmest time of year is a really great time to ease into it. Thank you, Leo. And it can be a really fun, playful thing. You know, I got my goggles and now my swimming is, you know, it, it's, I realized that getting started with it, I didn't have to come at it with so much Capricorn discipline. I could be a little 
I get myself goggles and, and now I see fish when I'm exercising. Yeah. I get to look under the water when I see a turtle. I mean, the other day I did see a the turtle and he was so close, but there was just too much uh, current. So there just wasn't a lot of visibility, but um, you know, the turtles are always there. Now, one thing that I'm noticing, it's just one more element <clears throat> is the more that I get to go, you know, the more routine that I'm making this, the more the reward of, um, you know, yesterday when I went, there was just so much and that meant that I got to see all my little fish friends again. And I'm starting to notice that, you know, there's the same type of fish will hang out at the same little rock over here. And um, that is just a really rewarding part for my routine. And I was thinking about, you know, when we were talking just this time of year, beautiful opportunity, you know, from taking the playfulness, you know, if, if, if there's a goal for me, for example, and trying to discipline with exercise playfulness and fun and joy is a really mm -hmm. good way to get me there okay mm -hmm. <laughs> like, i think it should be the way everybody gets there really Indeed. you know yes like, because so many people get stuck in oh well like okay so oh well i want to lose weight so i guess i have to do a bunch of cardio Ugh, i don't really like running but it's supposed to be efficient oh and then they you know, find themselves doing this work that they don't even enjoy. And I, I honestly think that right. doing any kind of exercise you don't enjoy is sort of negating any of the positive effects that you're actually looking for, you know? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I'm learning, I'm, I'm studying this stuff and like, yes, it's true that like some work is better than none. And, you know, like even the most modest increase in, in doing cardio is good for your, it's going to have a positive impact on your heart. But I just think it's going to have a way better impact, like a greater impact on your heart. And that even gets into tra traditional Chinese medicine. If you find something that brings you joy, you know, if oh, you don't get joy from like barreling through the woods, like run, then don't do that. Like, you know, get on your, put on your goofy, like <laughs> old school Jane Fonda aerobics and do that. Yeah. If that brings you joy, swim yeah. in the ocean, if you can swim in the ocean, if that brings you joy, you know, um, I think that that's, I think that that should definitely be, gosh, next year. Let's do this next year when we're on season two of Inspired by the Wild. <laughs> let's, uh, let's definitely make that a goal for Leo season to, you know, like in preparation for the Virgo, like focusing in and grounding. Let's definitely be encouraging people to like use that joyful season of expression to find ways of expressing joy through your body as well as just in your life, you know? Love I that. think enjoy being in your body. How can you enjoy that? What do you get to do that makes you happy? Climbing, like, yeah, I'm moving like a ninja, you know, for me, that's one <laughs> of them. And it's very fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing that I've noticed, um, you know, the one of the absolute joys of, you know, having a lifelong friendship like I have had with Shanna is that, you know, you really do get a chance to know someone and how they're very different from you. And, um, you know, because you care about them, you accept those things, but you also really get to um, understand, you know, just the thinking outside of yourself, which I think is just always such a human, a valuable human skill um yeah. to be able to yeah. understand how people are different from you and um i'll never forget uh when we were traveling in south america and we had been through so 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 much without mm -hmm. going deep into that story but here we found our us and it was um six <laughs> six zero 
Yeah. Not 16, <laughs> six, zero, 60 hours of traveling yeah. down the entire country of Chile. And we sort of didn't really <laughs> think that one through. We were yeah. young. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, some of my tendencies, um, you know, with a cancer moon sign, I'm just like, I'm not in my shell. I have no shell. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm yeah. crying. Yeah. I'm yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And um, so Shanna was very loving and patient about that. But her with her Leo sun sign, I just remember it like a cat that can pretty much get comfortable in any kind of situation <laughs> and then just start, you know, like they're like licking their paw and they're doing their hair and they're doing it, they're doing the stretches and they're just, you know, they're taking care of themselves. And it's just like, what, you know, and like, I just thought that was marvelous. I just was like, where did that strength come from? It is so foreign to me. It is one thing that I'm always going to just appreciate about you. Oh, <laughs> so thank that's you. one of those like Leo energies that I always think of. Oh, well, thank you. I, we would not have made it. I would not have made it out of Peru without the your grounded <laughs> Capricorn energy, though. Uh, <laughs> I know, organize, we, yeah, organizing organize. just the planning and the getting. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, we were both needed for that trip. I'll say that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we fight we came out of it alive. Well we can say that much. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think we got worms. No. So there's that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no worms. We yeah, right. we got lucky. <laughs> so yeah, so Shanna and I have been through many adventures together and that's part of what makes um, you know, this podcast so fun is that mm-hmm. we do have so many analogies from so many different life experiences through um, you know, the different relationships that we've, you know, seen one another go mm-hmm. through, been able to, mm-hmm. you know, witness and whatnot. And just, you know, a lot of the different life choices and um, you know, circling back to some of these um you know, the different body challenges or uh, strengths or lessons and um, different tools that we found. So yeah. again, that's kind of, you know, it's, I like where, you know, the joy of, we were just talking and reflecting on, you know, where we're at with this podcast and how, you know, do we, do we still feel the joy and the love for it? And, um, you know, do we, do we need to look at reorganizing some of those things? And so again, it's interesting that that's, that energy is here at this time is where you know moving out of leo season and into virgo for sure and i think that's yeah i mean so so may i may i dive even a little deeper oh, into the body yes. stuff you should. because um i find this i find this in- so interesting that i have this copy of the subtle body by cindy dale who's one of my um, one of my icons of the study, you know, she merges science, the scientific with more of the esoteric. And so, you know, she talks about chakras, but she also goes into the um, experiments that, you know, I can't remember the doctor's name, but she's a doctor and professor of kinesiology at UCLA. And so she measures electromagnetic magnetic frequencies and found that there were changes in frequency that corresponded to the different chakras. Um, and then in the book, she, she being Cindy Dale, she also kind of talks about uh, traditional Chinese medicine and like the different organs and how they connect to emotions. And I, I find that so interesting. And, and here's my tie in, sorry, that was kind of roundabout, but 
um, you know, joy is obviously an emotion and certainly it's one of the more pleasant emotions, but I don't really think that any emotion is inherently good or bad. They can all be seen and used as like markers or symptoms even to sort of observe again, here's that thing ob- observation to observe, like what's going on with you, you know? And I think that in this world, even, you know, post lockdown, and I think one of the things that was maybe a good lesson in lockdown was the time that we all had to start to really like tune in and observe, but we also still exist in this world with so many distractions and so much push to like consume, produce, consume, produce. Um, that I think that this attention that is so key for taking care of yourself um, and, you know, like we're all our own best healers. So in Virgo season, let's, you know, let's remember that. <laughs> That's your homework, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> um, observe and tune in. But um, the emotions, I think, are a really like helpful and obvious place to start. So um, I wanted to I just turned to this page in the book that. Um, she breaks down the uh, five organs that correspond to kind of the seven primary um, emotions that the traditional Chinese system looks at. So joy, anger, worry, thought is in like stress or overthinking, um, sadness, fear, and shock, right? And so they, the traditional Chinese medicine practitioners, they would say that every emotion influences an organ. And, you know, because in general, we'd love to have maybe not perfect balance, but like an equalization of, you know, experiences in the body. We want our organs to be healthy, right? Um, Just like the planets, they kind of go through phases. And so uh, the heart, I'll just read out the basic, right? So the heart, um, it gives rise to joy. The liver gives rise to anger. And I don't know about you, but like anger makes me think of Mars, right? And joy, I I think of the sun, but that, but maybe that's different for people listening based on your own planets. But for me, joy is the sun. Anger would be Mars. The lungs give rise to worry and sadness. And I think, gosh, worry and sadness. I honestly, I not, and again, I don't think any emotion is good or bad, but man, I worry and I get, I can really cry and get sad based on the moon. So (laughs) I don't know, that's probably where I would put the lungs and the moon and like tuning into the breath. Um, and the spleen gives rise to that like stress of overthinking. And for me, that's, that's probably mercury. Um, and then the kidneys give rise to fear and shock. And I think of Saturn because Saturn, like my, one of my teachers, like i loved this reference is like Saturn's like the big daddy energy, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but not necessarily always in a fun way. It's like the super take responsibility, you know, planet. And so like that it's going to shock you or, you know, terrify you into behaving or paying attention. Um, and I just, you know, I mean, not to go on too much of a tangent here, but I'm um, sorry, I realize I've been talking for a long time, but I just, I find that really interesting that, you know, I do agree that there's a wide spectrum of emotions that humans experience that obviously that's very simplistic to break them down into seven, but for the purposes of just, you know, trying to tune into like, how are you feeling today? Or like, what are you noticing in those, you know, moments that you can manage to be very present in your body? Um, you know, are you finding that you're really stressed out about something? Um, what are you overthinking about? And, you know, is it a case where you have too like little energy happening in that 
um, maybe in that meridian or in that part of your body and you need to raise it somehow, or is there an excess amount of energy and you need to let it out? Um, and I think that, you know, those are obviously questions you can only answer for yourself, but I, I sure love old fashioned research. And, <laughs> and this is one of many books I'm sure that you can find on um, that get to, more into those topics of like older correspondences from systems that have been around a very long time, like uh, traditional Chinese medicine or the chakra system. And, mm -hmm. you know, I grounding into the earth and our bodies, like maybe a good place to start is um, even just keeping a tiny tracker or record of, of your mood. You know, how are you feeling day to day? Are you noticing the same kinds of thoughts coming in and then start to play with, well, where, where do you feel that? Do you feel that in your body? Do you have a crick in your neck that just doesn't go away? <laughs> like most people do. <laughs> um, how can you address that? So, yeah, I, I agree. And I think um, it's it's like just anything. It's almost like your your body has its own language there. You have your own language of how you can to that. And um, so in some ways, it's like Shanna and I can describe the way that we've learned to do that for ourselves. Um, we can describe that. But mm -hmm. really, it may not look the same for you. And, mm -hmm. and that's kind of one of the things that I love about astrology or just because it does encourage us to recognize how we're different from one another and mm -hmm. that these coping mechanisms or these tools will look different for each of us. And that's so cool. I mean, once we can if you think about, and this is, you know, I, I guess I go back to this one a lot, but I bring it back to thinking about how the cells in my body, how all the different cells in my body have to be different and mm -hmm. they have to trust their path and that they need to be different from one another and that they have unique purpose and, um, and that that needs to not be um, redirected or even criticized by other different purposes. And so there are so many different diverse functions and types of cells and organs and, and whatnot happening in my body that <clears throat> it's, I feel like the same for us in many ways that, you know, sometimes we as individuals, um, you know, we can get caught up about, well, this really works for me um, because it is easy to kind of, you know, it's easy to forget how different or easy, easy to imagine or hard to imagine how, just how vastly different, you know, different people can be from us, you know, from our worldviews. And just astrology is only one way, one language, one set of tools that is trying to expand upon this is how we're different. This is perhaps how we're the same. This is maybe something that helps you understand where I'm coming from. At mm -hmm. the very least, it's a language for self-awareness and being able to um, I would say find a language for expressing, you know, your needs or even accessing that perhaps these are some of the things that um, would come naturally to me and that I might be good at. Some of the things that um, this sign tradition and encourage you to grow. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. that the sign struggles with, and I might want to be mindful of that because mm -hmm. um, it helped my growth over time. So, yeah that's one of the benefits I think of astrology and um, just, you know, to bring it back into, you know, how you do this with your own body 
Um, I refer to intuition a lot because my moon sign is in cancer and my rising is in Scorpio. And these are both, you know, traditionally, you know, water signs are said to be very intuitive and Mm -hmm. that has unfolded in my life um, in a way that I couldn't escape if I wanted to. (laughs) And um, so I've had to learn to trust my intuition, follow that. And maybe it's just, it's really not where you know, you as a listener is coming from, maybe what you need to hone into is a sense of logic and what makes you feel grounded so that you can organize your mind and feel that you're just, you feel confident in your decisions that they are logical Um, or, or wherever it is that you're coming from um, it's, or analytical. There's really, it's, it's, that's what I think is, is more, I guess it brings it back to you're more than your, your sun sign. And I just can't urge this enough. Shannon and I, when we're discussing about like, even just the big three, you know, um, for me, my sun sign where my mind is and my moon sign where my feelings are, those are perfect opposites. And so for a lot of my life experiences, there's, I'm, I'm at odds. I'm, my head and my heart are um, going back and forth with one another. Just in that there's so much value in learning what the rest of your chart is doing because we are even the way we think about and make decisions we're coming from different places and um so again i I would always encourage you to to get your chart read and um i you know just again tune into these episodes with us as we discuss these things and if you ever would like to post a question um Yes. Please find us on, uh, you can email us. You can email me at inspiredbythewild at gmail.com. You can reach out to Shanna. Where, where are people finding you for email these days? Um, well, it will probably be changing as I'm, you know, in the full moon and Sagittarius fashion, studying new things and um, adding new uh, certifications. And therefore the, the face of my business will probably be shifting a bit, but for now, um, you could certainly email the electric sphinx at gmail.com. Um, and that is the electric E L E C T R I C S P H I N X at gmail.com. So the electric sphinx. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I wanted to just like add one more like correspondence to what you had, you know, one more connection to what you were saying about, you know, tapping into your intuition and not being, you know, associating that with water. Um, I think that, you know, just most everyone, I believe everybody is intuitive. I think that certainly some people analyze and make their intuition logical, like you were saying, but I also think that one more benefit to just knowing a little bit, even just a bit about your chart is kind of starting to look at elements and how they can give you pathways into tuning in to your body and, you know, diagnosing yourself. So for me, um, stillness is great. And that, that is certainly like my meditation practice is wonderful and it does help me tap in. But I also, with all of the fire in my chart, I kind of need to be moving you know? So it's when I'm, when I'm out like on a walk or a run or, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing a workout and I'm really tuning into like the muscles as I, you know, as I use them, that things occur to me. Like I will, I will get the little intuitive hits then, um, while I'm moving, which is very different from say, you know, somebody again with like the water, maybe you're like, you're laying in the bath and like, you're using dream work to kind of tune into that stuff perhaps, or, 
you know, earth signs, like get out in the garden <laughs> get out yeah. and, um, and really like observe and listen or, you know, air signs, you need to talk to everybody and read. And then you need to like take some time perhaps to just sit with your own thoughts and see what's, what's there and like parse out what's, what's yours and what's everybody else's. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I just wanted to like throw that little tiny ele- elemental piece in there before we, you know, kind of close, close out part two. <laughs> I love it. Well, that is a nice place to end. And I was just saying, I'm inspired by both of those ideas. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's a perfect note to leave things on. And I would lean in and until next time, stay wild. <laughs>